The Earth Wants You. Welcome to our radio podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Billy, with Savitri D. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. And we're from a church, the church of Stop Shopping. Praise be. Slow down that consumption, people. Amen. We'd like to... We'd like to greet uh, the people in our affiliate stations, New Mexico, Colorado, California, Alaska, amen, Fairbanks, Alaska, Columbus, Ohio, Madison, Wisconsin, and of course, all of you secretly listening to us in, in the partitions of your, you know, corporate jobs which you had to take, amen. We don't blame you, we forgive in advance in this church. Amen. No judgment. Well, now today's theme, pipelines and passports. We have this infrastructure, fossil fuel infrastructure coming under us, across us, into our lungs, into the climate. And the people that are financing the pipelines and the tar sands and the fracking natural gas, they are criminalizing protesters, people who might object to the end of the world. The same thing is happening with the immigrants. The immigrants are being treated like extractable resources. They are the source of fear. And the Koch brothers and Donald Trump can use immigrants to, once again, they want to criminalize the protesters of the immigration. It's time for us now to go to the heart of the matter and find out, update the various scandals and problems and glories on the earth. It's time for the news from the natural world. The Savitri Team. Welcome to news from the natural world. Our first item, Savitri D has a cold. Amen. BPAs, widely used in plastics, receipt paper, and canned food linings, is a culprit in some children developing hyperactivity, researchers say, even as federal regulators insist on its safety. Krill may be at the bottom of the food chain, but they are proving to be a secret weapon in the war against ocean plastics. The tiny crustaceans are ingesting microplastics unknowingly and breaking them down into much smaller nanoplastics through their digestive system. Significantly, the krill were able to digest brand new plastics. So scientists wonder what will happen to the microplastics that are actually in the ocean and often quite degraded. That's right, let the krill deal with the plastic. That's a good solution. Rapidly shrinking towns and cities across Japan are experiencing an explosion in wild boar numbers. Across the country, wild boars are moving in as Japan's rapidly aging population either moves out or dies out. The boars come for the untended rice paddies and stay for the abandoned shelters and the warmer winters ushered in by climate change. The wild boars have a huge reproductive advantage over the human population. The average <laughs> Japanese woman gives birth to 1.44 babies in her lifetime, but the average wild boar has 4.5 babies a year, and those piglets reach breeding age in only two years. Amen. Here they come. 40% of the population in Japan will be older than I'm 65 bored. by 2050. 
a lack of data on the impact of disasters on women, girls, and lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people is excluding them from relief efforts and damaging their ability to recover from shocks and natural disasters, experts said. Women and girls are most adversely affected by disasters, but what is missing is the hard evidence of how they're being affected. They remain largely invisible in relief and development programs. In many parts of the world, more women die in disasters than men as a consequence of higher levels of poverty and other forms of discrimination. Some 90% of those who died in a 1991 cyclone in Bangladesh, one of the deadliest on record, were women. While 77% mm. of women of victims in Indonesia of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami were women and children. Discrimination and violence against women limit their access to financial and health resources in times of crises. The International Committee for the Recovery of the Vaquita reported in 2017 that there were just 30 vaquita left in the upper Gulf of California, the species' only known habitat. The primary cause of death, death for this small porpoise is becoming entangled in gill nets used to catch totoba, or totoaba, a fish whose swim bladders are in high demand and are trafficked illegally. That's all for the men in their erectile dysfunction, I'm told. Um, residents in Bolivia's Sena community say they can sell a jaguar canine for about $215 on the Chinese market. According to Bolivian oh. authorities, the fangs are valued in the Asian market at, pr at prices as high as cocaine. Between 2013 and 2016, 380 jaguar canines were seized by Bolivian authorities, which correlates to 95 jaguars killed. Residents say an influx of Chinese companies to build roads and bridges in Bolivia is contributing to increased wow. trafficking of Jaguar parts, first by opening up previously roadless areas, and then by providing a network of people who will buy and trade the teeth. Interesting. A gigantic new study of arthritis and those suffering chronic pain found that patients on opioids did no better than those taking the opioid alternatives, despite the much higher risk profile of opi opioids. I could use some right now, thanks. Um, at one year, Don't say that. <laughs> the opioid takers even reported being in slightly more pain compared to the non-opioid group. So, yeah, this is like the largest study of the actual effect of opioids on pain. So anyway. the Sackler family is not only unnecessary. It's an ad campaign, people. <laughs> Let's face it, and a, a deadly one. A recent study by experts at the American College of Cardiology linked noise pollution to increased cardiovascular problems, high blood pressure, heart attacks, stroke, coronary heart disease, through the body's stress-mediated response, resulting in the release of the stress hormone cortisol, which in turn damages blood vessels. At a conference on noise organized by the European Commission in April 2017, noise was regarded as the silent killer with potentially severe consequences for our physical and ment mental health, and yet its impacts remain unreported and underestimated. A mix of factors is contributing to an increasing mortality rate of trees in the moist tropics, where trees in some areas are dying at about twice the rate they were 35 years ago, according to a far-reaching study examining tree health in the tropical zone that spans South America to Africa to Southeast Asia. And a project out of the MIT Media Lab has revealed that three commercial face classification AI algorithms, that's artificial intelligence algorithms have up to 34% higher error rates for dark-skinned female faces compared to light-skinned male faces. 
yeah, echoing the pay scale in the general workplace. Uh, the researchers found that facial recognition technology from IBM, Microsoft, and the Chinese startup Face++, which boasts overall accuracy rates of between 87 and 93 percent, are less accurate when detecting female faces than male faces and when detecting dark-skinned faces versus light-skinned faces. The project raises important questions about potential biases Racism in the machine. In the current design of popular mm -hmm. facial recognition systems, which are increasingly used by, guess who? Law enforcement. Oh, wow. yep. Melbourne, yeah. Australia, has documented at least six thunderstorm asthma outbreaks in the last four decades, but by far the worst occurred in 2016. Thunderst thunderstorm asthma. After a severe thunderstorm struck thunderstorm the city, the emergency asthma. rooms were flooded with people in respiratory distress. Ultimately, 10 people died. Thunderstorm asthma uh, is a phenomenon that we've long been aware of, but it's not fully understood. The weather event is thought to occur due to the spread of pollen and mold that gets swept into the high humidity of the clouds, broken into smaller particles, and rained back down. For a person with asthma, whose airways are chronically inflamed, the spread of these particles can set off an attack. I have witnessed such a thing. In 2017, a string of climate disasters, six big hurricanes in the Atlantic, wildfires in the West, horrific mudslides, high temperature records breaking all over the country, oh. caused $306 billion in damage, killing more than 300 people. After Hurricane Maria, 300,000 Puerto Ricans fled to Florida, and disaster experts estimate that climate and weather events displaced more than 1 million Americans from their homes last year. It is happening. It is happening. Oh. These statistics don't begin to capture the emotional and financial toll on survivors who have to dig through ashes and flooded debris to rebuild their lives. Mental health workers often see spikes in depression, PTSD, that's post-traumatic stress disorder, and suicides in the months that follow a natural disaster. After Harvey, one study found that 30% of residents in flooded areas have fallen behind on their rent or mortgage. One in four respondents said they were having problems paying for food. Climate change Amen. on the Climate shores of the happening. richest country in the world. Right now. We are helpless, right now. or are we? Oh, that thunderstorm asthma just captivates me. I have to tell you, many things here. The silent killer of noise pollution. You know, noise pollution also, like many things, adversely affects our brown and black uh, brothers and sisters. Um, and, and is especially bad in the so-called developing world, where the sound of generators alone is enough to drive you crazy and make your heart explode. Sirens coming down Silence Atlantic has become Boulevard here. A luxury. Silence is a luxury at this point in many parts. I said parts sirens. Of the world. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I thought you said silence <laughs> because I'm deaf because I live in New York City and I ride the <laughs> yeah. subway. And it is amazing down there. I took a hearing test online called the Mimi hearing test and how very interesting. Do? I did fine. I mean, I always think of myself as having bionic ears, but in fact, I don't have bionic ears. Though I will say, it's a little hard to take the test, and I realize I could probably, the next time I take it, I'm sure I would score much higher. Well, when you're highly motivated to hear something, I think you have the ability to train your ears savagely yeah, on that. Yeah, that's right. But it's funny about taking a test, and you want to do well on the test, and then you s try to figure out how to game the test. Why game the test? Either I can hear or I can't hear. I want the truth. We're against tests. Well, I'm against gaming tests. Like, what's the point of a test if you're <laughs> going to trick the test? 
I'm going to get standardized tests. I don't want to be standardized. That's right. It's opt-out season here in Maybe New York City. Maybe we're people. opting out. I was once at a, a table quiz, and uh, they said, if anyone's going to cheat, we can just give you the prize right now. <laughs> just, just come up here, and we'll give you yeah, the prize. Because like that's that. not what this is about. Right. Did uh, you go up sadly, there? Sadly, I don't know what a table quiz is, Killian, and you'll have to tell me. What is a table quiz? Um, a table quiz is uh, when gr- groups of people t- get into teams mm. and uh, they get asked random uh, questions about oh. trivia. And then uh, the, usually oh. they happen in a mm. pub. Well, in Ireland they do. Right, right. Um, okay. Interesting, though, the word quiz was invented in Ireland, in Dublin, uh, because a man made a bet with his friend. He said, um, I bet you that I can invent a word by tomorrow. And uh, what he did was he graffitied the word quiz all over the city and by the next day, everyone was walking around town going, quiz, quiz, what's a quiz, what's a quiz? That <laughs> happened. Wow. And now we use the word quiz. See, wonderful things can happen any day. Do you think that we can change the world using a word that we invent? We're walking around right now with uh, uh, our government, most of the powerful institutions, backing, consciously backing policies which will destroy our lives. So we're carrying that around all day long. And we want something like new culture, something like new words, something like we're looking for a way to break through with with. But but those of us who are still thinking of ways, you know, we're called protesters. uh, We're being criminalized. We're being called criminals. Uh Uh, The last little group of people out there on the on the highway with their signs are are being identified uh, not necessarily by what they're doing but by what they could possibly do they might it might occur to them to put the word quiz all over the city and that might be the word that stops the pipelines you know. hey let's check out boyd rivers and ruth may down that there in mississippi like, that sounds like renewable, they got a song for us renewable energy rivers in may
Welcome back to The Earth Wants You. The amazing Boyd Rivers and Ruth May, recorded by Alan Lomax in Mississippi in 1970. Uh, a husband and wife standing in their living room, singing their hearts out. And, Thank you, uh, Alan Lomax. Thank you. Taking us Zora Neale Hurston. Thank you, all the... The collectors of the stories. The collectors of stories and the collectors of truth. And we'd like to say hello to all of you in Radio Land and Amen. out there in Facebook Land as well. Welcome. Earth to Alleluia. our show, The Earth Wants You. I'm Savitri D. with Reverend Billy. We've been talking about the news of the natural world. We've been talking about pipelines, passports, and uh, we're going to call up Lee Zishi now. Lee Zishi's a writer and organizer who has worked with communities on the front lines of the fight to stop fracking and fracked gas infrastructure. She's also working on a documentary about the 2016 presidential election the one that elected Donald Trump, you might recall, and is the community engagement coordinator at Sane Energy, a New York-based organizing group working to hasten a rapid Sane. and just transition to Sane. renewable S -A -N -E. energy. S-A-N-E, Lee, welcome to The Earth Wants You. Thanks so much for having me on. <laughs> Thank you for we your sanity. We usually start by asking uh, if you could just describe your favorite place on Earth for a minute or two. Yeah, um, well, I grew up in Pittsburgh, um, and my family always had a camp um, along the Allegheny River, and there's this beautiful waterfall um, called Freedom Falls um, that I used to swim in as a kid, and it was really cool. We used to call it Freezing Falls, and then it like goes down this creek, and they used to have um, an iron furnace where they made pig iron, and this creek fed it. So now it's just this old stone structure that has like trees growing out of it right near a waterfall. Um, so that's that's my favorite place. Oh, it's beautiful. Is that now? Is that coal country up there still? Do they have the coal mines at all? Yeah, and unfortunately now it's also becoming fracking um, country. Um, mm. The Allegheny River. Like I don't even know if I'd want to swim in it anymore, um, which is where this place is at because they've been dumping so much wastewater um, from fracking. They're actually proposing another fracking uh, wastewater treatment facility right at the headwaters. Um, oh, sorry. So yeah, it's, it's an area that's definitely under attack. Lee, you've worked a lot on fracking. I wonder if you could just describe to our listeners a little bit about that wastewater. I know for a long time the argument about proprietary, you know, disclosure of what's actually in the fracked water. Um, can you talk a little bit about those chemicals? Yeah, so I mean, we don't know all the chemicals that are used. Um, there's like a whole crazy mix of them, and because of the Halliburton loophole, um, we don't actually know all the chemicals that, that are used. Um, but there's benzene and all these other carcinogens. Um, and then also, particularly with the Marcellus shale, um, the Marcellus shale is very radioactive. So not only are we dumping all these chemicals in that all have to come back up, even though we know not all of them are coming actually back up in the wastewater. Some of them are getting into water tables and stuff. Mm. You have all these natural, like naturally um, radioactive materials that are coming back up, particularly within the Marcellus Shale, mm. um, which is the, the shale play that's under Pennsylvania and New York and parts of Ohio and West Virginia, um, that there's been this crazy boom um, to to frack. I had heard. Um, and so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying. And so um, there are a lot of these treatment facilities. Um, Pennsylvania and what they're seeing is that they're actually not able to treat this wastewater and then it gets dumped back into places uh, the Allegheny. 
So I had heard a few years ago that some companies were possibly using the fracked um, chemicals as a dumping ground for um, chemicals they didn't know what else to do with. And similar to how nail polish was used in the, in the 60s and 70s before people caught on, that it was actually not just purposeful chemicals that are used for fracking, but that it was also just full on cheap, a cheap place to dump chemicals. Have you heard about that or do you have any updates on that? You know, I haven't heard about that in particular, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Every kind of plan that that the fracking industry has proposed um, just really has, you know, no regards for people's health and safety. Um, They're trying to figure out all these different ways just to even use the fracking wastewater. You know, some of the communities that we're working with here in New York, where we've banned fracking, um, it seems that they're using, they're taking fracking wastewater from Pennsylvania and doing things like spreading it on the road um, to kind of melt snow, like instead of salt. Oh um, and <laughs> wow. you know, now they're trying to use all the byproducts for fracking to make plastics. I mean, they're just trying to get every single dollar that they can, and they don't really care, you know, what that effects are on local communities and the climate. So I haven't heard that story in particular, but it would not it would not surprise me at all. Um, if there was just like, oh, great, we have all these leftover crazy chemicals, like let's let's try to figure out another way to use them and make billions of dollars off it. That's kind of their their mo. Can you talk to us about this statewide initiative that you are spearheading right now? Yeah, well, so you know, there was this incredible movement in New York um, to ban fracking. It was one of the largest, most successful environmental grassroots movements. Um, you know, in the last decade. And Governor Cuomo decided to listen to the people and listen to the science and ban fracking. And that was a huge victory, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as far as for climate, um, but also New York communities. But we have not stopped building frack gas infrastructure. So there's this huge transition going on right now across the country, transitioning from coal to frack gas. You know, there's this whole lie that there's this bridge fuel needed, that we need frack gas Mm. to get from coal to 100% renewable. And it's a complete lie. We don't need it. Um, But New York is doing this incredibly hypocritical thing where we said, you know, fracking isn't safe for us, but we're going to continue to frack our neighbors in Pennsylvania and use that gas. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge power plant being built in way, way onto New York that's going to be now powering New York City. Um, and that community is going to be exposed to almost all the same health risks as fracking. The infrastructure, you know, you're exposed to a lot of the same chemicals. Um, and then throughout the entire process, methane is leaking. And methane right. um, is the main component of yes. natural gas. And yes. it's much more, you know, it's, it's actually worse for the, the climate in a short time frame, which is, you know, all we have. So New York <laughs> is continuing to build all these power plants, pipelines. Um, compressor stations and you know governor cuomo is going out there again and again you know wanting to be a climate leader you know not only in new york but on on a national stage um you know just on friday he announced that you know he's going to fight trump's offshore drilling plan which is great you know there's no reason we should be drilling for oil off the coast of new york in the atlantic um but we want him to come out against you know fracking in that same way you know they're proposing a frack gas pipeline off the coast of the Rockaways, you know, so we need that same leadership and we're not seeing it. And, you know, when the fracking um, movement grew to ban fracking, thousands of New Yorkers pledged that if there was ever going to be one single well in the state of New York, that there would be massive civil disobedience to stop it, you know, not one sacrifice zone. 
but you know they're building these huge power plants which are going to support fracking in Pennsylvania and you know poison our neighbors in Orange County and so we need we're kind of at that same point where you know there's communities that are about to be sacrificed is that for what we're, gas infrastructure. Is, is that what we're doing is 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 that part of the statewide initiative is to commit to mass civil disobedience if yes yeah so on April 23rd the day after Earth Day um, you know since we've gotten to this point where we've been you know yelling at Cuomo again and again like you have to stop this it's, it's still being built we're gonna all converge in Albany on April 23rd there'll be a, a big march and rally um, but then there's also um, people who are committed that day to civil disobedience and we're gonna have some regional trainings across the state of New York to prepare people for that as well as um, a training camp the, the day before on Earth Day that Sunday. So if you go to CuomoWalkTheTalk.org, mm-hmm. you can sign up to, you know, come up that day and participate, you know, get on a bus, participate in a march and rally. Um, but we're hoping that, you know, that we'll have a really great group of people also saying, you know, we're at this point where we cannot build this infrastructure. It's going to poison our friends in Pennsylvania. It's poisoning our friends across the state. And it's game over for the climate. Right. So we're ready to, to take, on, take that step. Um, you know, we've done everything we possibly can. We've called Governor Cuomo every Monday. We're, we're showing up at all <laughs> his events. Um, but we're at that point where I think civil disobedience is, is necessary because, you know, this harm is being done. Yes. Um, and, you know, the planet just can't, can't take it. So, the yeah. The planet cannot we're, take it. Lee, I know you've traveled, <laughs> exactly. you've traveled extensively working on these issues, and I wonder, um, since Trump was elected, are you feeling a difference in, in the attitude and behavior of people you meet? Do you feel that they are um, more willing or less willing or uh, happier to engage with um, activism, uh, civil disobedience? Do you think President Trump's uh, election has radicalized people? You know, I mean, I think I think it has. I think there's a lot of people who, you know, if if Hillary had been elected and, and you know, would have still been kind of promoting frat gas, you know, might not have been involved. I mean, the problem is now is like there's so many more things that we're fighting and there's so many more crazy things on the table. You know, like we have communities up and down, you know, the Atlantic coast who are now trying to fight off offshore drilling um, who might not have been involved with any kind of thing. So I think there's a lot more people that are under attack because mm-hmm. of Trump mm-hmm. and, and people are, are more engaged because of that and, and more aware of just how bad things are. Um, but I, I still don't think it's, it's enough. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people going to like really huge marches and things, but I think we could, there needs to be more people who are kind of willing to really take this on and engage in things like civil disobedience, because we know you know, not necessarily like the people marching that might not move Trump at all. You know, he's in his Lee. own insane bubble. <laughs> Lee, Lee, yeah. the uh, the uh, we're always interested in 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 the 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 position of the protester. It, obviously, in the churches, stop shopping. Yeah. We're we're interested in that in that role. And what we saw at the pipeline in Standing Rock was that the paramilitaries that were pur- purchased or paid for by the um, by the pipeline company, they were working with the local governments, the North Dakota state and so forth, uh, and they had a language in which the protesters of, of fossil fuel were being called jihadists. 
They were being called radical Muslims. Right, terrorists. <laughs> and they were, they were Lakota Sioux. <laughs> so, so the, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you if you go across the spectrum, they're trying to criminalize protesters wherever they find them now. Um, uh, they're, 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 they want to criminalize the people that are resisting immigration. They're, they're trying to, to find, to expand in like dozens of states they have new legislation. They're trying to expand what it, the definition of protester. But when you say that there are these uh, Oceanside communities that are beginning to become aware of what offshore facilities, fossil fuel facilities, will mean to cancer rates among their children and so forth, then what we see is we see the middle class coming in. We see people that, that uh, if you look, looked at them, you couldn't tell them the difference between them and a, and a regular Republican. You know, they, they wear the same clothes, they have the <laughs> same haircut. And, and that's what has happened with the gun, the gun, uh, uh, the, the opposition to the NRA. Suddenly it crossed that line. You couldn't point your finger and say, oh, those are, those are backpack-toting people that drive Subarus and listen to NPR. You know, th th that's, that's an American there screaming about, about, about the need for, for gun, gun controls. So when I, when I hear you talking this way, you're, you're, you believe that, that the opposition to, to this fossil fuel infrastructure build-out, you believe that we can get middle-class people involved yeah I, I think we I think we definitely can and you know some of it is just you know I think the hubris of the fossil fuel industry that they think they could go anywhere and do anything and they you know are for a long time a lot of fossil fuel development was in rural areas but with fracking now you know you have well pads that are you know half a mile from a school um, the Mariner East 2 pipeline being built right now across Pennsylvania is is putting you know sinkholes in in yeah in, in suburbia you know outside of, of Philadelphia, um, and I mean I think what's happening in Parkland is is kind of kind of crazy. I actually lived in Parkland for a long time and and went to Stoneman Douglas like really? that was my high school, mm -hmm. and um, I'm kind of I was shocked that this is a reaction from that area because it is an incredibly you know wealthy area. Like I remember you know our high school parking lot people had you know these like really nice cars and it's all gated communities mm -hmm. and you know i was very unhappy there you know in high school <laughs> you know not really understanding you know systems of capitalism and patriarchy and i was like why am i so miserable in this area <laughs> um and you know to, to see this area where there is so much privilege um and a lot of these students kind of i think that's also a huge part of it too i think there's a lot of you know, middle-class America that um, they're now on the chopping block and they understand, but young uh -huh, people in right. particular are looking at, you know, we understand the climate science, you know, like our future. And if we, you know, like most, a lot of people my age are trying to decide if they even want to have kids or not, because mm -hmm. we're very aware of what the future will be. We recognize that capitalism, that fossil fuels, that this is creating an unlivable system. Right. Um, and, you know, hopefully like they've pushed and pushed so far that, that, people are able to react fast enough um i mean i still think i said you know i think we still need a lot more this stuff is you know fracking infrastructure is being built you know hundreds of thousands of wells are being drilled you know we're not stopping it fast enough mm -hmm. but enough people have been put in on that chopping block that it's, it's waking them up 
Well, what do you, you know, we often get um, criticized in the environmental movements for being too white, you know, and just to be really direct about it and, and not slowing down enough to figure out how to bring communities of color into the movement. Um, How does Sane Energy deal with that? I mean, because I know that a lot of times those same communities are most affected by the environmental hazards, you know, but um, how, I know you must talk about it a lot at St. Energy and amongst your organizing groups. How are you approaching that situation, that problem, that question, that challenge? Yeah, I mean, a lot of our, you know, everything that we're doing in the system that we're trying to build is based on, you know, energy democracy. Um, so we're, we're a part of a group called the Energy Democracy Alliance across New York um, that's, that's trying to make sure that this transition to just um to renewable energy is a just transition um and the way that we you know it's not it's not always easy you know like you're saying you know we're up against these huge companies with all these resources you know i work part-time and kim our director is like the only full-time staff um but we, we have to make that effort to work with communities and a lot of that's actually just going to these communities and and meeting people um because you know if you're if you're most concerned about like putting food on the table you don't have time to also be worried about that pipeline that's being built off the coast of the Rockaways. And that's Mm. why you have a lot of, you know, retired white people who are leading the environmental movement because they're the ones who have time. Um, But so we're going to the Rockaways. We're going to community board meetings. We're we're out there trying to to meet community and and let them know that we're there to support them and that, you know, we have a lot of this knowledge, but really it's about what, what they want. So in the Rockaways, you know, we're not only trying to stop this frack gas pipeline, the Williams pipeline, you know, we're also building, um, there's going to be offshore wind in that same area. So we're working with that community to build a community benefits agreement so that they actually benefit from the renewable energy that that's being built. Um, and you know, like there's, you know, like going to be union jobs building it is one of the things that community wants, you know, they want the energy not to their rates to skyrocket because it's being built. Um, you know, we work with groups that are, you know, building, um, you know, putting solar on buildings in Harlem where, you know, we want to figure out like, okay, you know, how do we get solar on NYCHA buildings? Because it's always, you know, communities of color and environmental justice communities that are facing the worst of the pollution. Um, one of the projects we're actually, um, working to stop, it's, it's insane, is that, um, there's a community called Sheridan Hollow. It's like right down the hill from the Capitol buildings in Albany. And Governor Cuomo has actually proposed um, to put a frack gas power plant there to power Empire State Plaza. So the buildings where his administration works every day, he's proposed to um, build a frack gas power plant. And that's an environmental justice community that's predominantly right. um, a community of color that had a trash burning incinerator in their community for decades. Yeah. And, and poison people. And so we're working directly with that community so that that plant becomes geothermal. Um, you know, I think, you know, these communities understand you know, that they've been poisoned. They understand that there's a better way. Um, and they just typically haven't been given the microphone. So it's just about, you know, making sure that their stories are heard and, and building those relationships so that they, you know, have access to power that we might have more access as, as you know, white well, privileged people. Well, Lee, we uh, we know that working with sacrificed communities uh, after the fact, after the after the power plant is there, and after the cancer is being absorbed, 
and the, there's sorrow and anger in the community. In the Church of Stop Shopping, we've, we've worked with sacrifice communities, and, and uh, uh, the, the singing to them and being with them, praying with them, and we, we just want to uh, put out to you, to our friends at Sane Energy, that you, uh, you know, use us. The, uh, you know, it's one thing to go in and, and try to get people to agree. Uh, it's another thing to go in and, and make music with them. So we have a radical uh, musical group here, and, and they're available to you. We, <laughs> we love your work. We love your work. Um, Lee, and tell us how people can get involved on the 23rd in Albany. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, uh, we have a great website up now that you can go to, um, CuomoWalkTheTalk.org, where you can um, sign up for a bus um, to go up that day, or um, there's also another button that says Make the Pledge for Civil Disobedience. And, you know, just because you don't have to be necessarily getting arrested that day to kind of participate in the civil disobedience. You know, not everybody can get arrested, but we're going to need lots of people with supporting roles that day to support the people that are going to risk arrest. Um, so we need a lot more people to get involved in that. And if you go to our website, you can sign up to get more involved, you know, attend a regional training. Um, our training in New York City is going to be on April 14th um, at Judson Church. Um, and if you sign up on our website, we can get more information about that. Um, and we just need people to spread the word. And I think if you are involved in the fight um, for fracking and you haven't really been involved in the fight to stop frack gas infrastructure, mm -hmm. Um, you know, you need to get involved. Our, our friends and family in Pennsylvania are, are getting fracked and we're using that gas. So, you know, the fight isn't over here in New York when it comes to fracking. And we need, you know, all those thousands of people that put in that same energy that showed up everywhere that Cuomo went, you know, that were constantly in the streets. Um, we need you. Uh, we, we need to stop this. Amen. No rest for the weary. Thank and you, Lee. We can't be complacent <laughs> about this. It, it is easy to think, oh, we banned that here in New York, but but it doesn't matter if we banned it in, in New York. You know, my liberty is based on your liberty. My freedom is based on your freedom. We we have to make it safe for everyone, not just ourselves and our our immediate family and neighbors and, and, and the county coming. next door. They're just going to keep coming. Capitalists so. are vampires. They just keep coming. You. It, it's, <laughs> it's not enough to put a cross through the heart of a vampire because, you know, we're not necessarily Christians here. So we, we have to find another uh, logo, another uh, And how freedom. about your documentary, uh, which I was really interested in? How's that going? Are you, are you working on that, your, your documentary about uh, Trump land and, and, and the, the presidential election? Yeah, I've, it's, it's getting pretty, pretty close to um, getting done. I've got like a version that's like hour 45 that needs to get cut down a little bit more um, and kind of replace a lot of the music and do some music licensing and a little bit of fundraising for post-production. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it tells the story of, of a community that was cool country that's now becoming frack gas country. Mm -hmm. And there's mm -hmm. definitely a battle there. A lot of people who want to take kind of like return to some heyday, you know, in the, in the 50s. It's, it's where Jimmy Stewart's from, so they're obsessed with It's a Wonderful Life. Um, oh. And, you know, a lot of the people there just can't understand that Trump is Mr. Potter. You know, they just can't can't see it. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart um, so. lived there? 
Is that what you said? He was born there, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's from Indiana, Pennsylvania, where I, I, I filmed the documentary, and, you know, there's, wow. like, the end of the film is <laughs> them having a big, it's a wonderful life festival, you know, we oh, after the oh. election, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting characters. But, you know, I mean, also a lot of these people that vote for Trump, I mean, there's a lot of racism there, there's a lot of sexism there, there's, you know, a reliance on fossil fuels, but there's also people that are really struggling, too. So, um Oh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience. It's been an interesting yeah, experience to talk with you today, Lee. You're well, an, thanks so you're much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, uh, social radical on the move, and it, uh, you, you <laughs> fill the airwaves with energy. We're very grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lee, and uh, best yeah. of luck on the 23rd, and we'll spread the word as best we can, and hopefully we'll see you up there. Earth All right, thanks so much. How do you stop fracking? It just keeps coming. Yeah. Now the United States is the number one uh, gas and oil producer. Not quite yet. In almost, the world, or almost. about to be. About to be. I think on Saudi Arabia still is, but we're about to surpass them in the next on months. On the brink. We are on and the brink of energy dominance. How do you dominance. stop that? Uh, you know, that's the thing about Trump is that that he is claiming that the the economy is good under his so-called stewardship, and he uh, has metrics to support it. The way the way that they measure the economy, yeah, because they don't Trump's measure idea. suffering, they don't measure you environmental know, outcome, they don't measure the future. Are they, not don't, in, they don't measure a whole generation of people who are afraid to have children because of climate change. They don't measure. I mean, how do you measure that? How do you measure the anxiety of an entire generation who just don't know what their future looks like at all? I mean, of course, none of us really knew what our future looked like, but we didn't think that it was in jeopardy to quite this degree. We didn't think that our future was no future. <laughs> that's that's a radical mm, change. That's right. Well, there's no right. future for you, buddy. Although I do remember a time in the 80s during the, at the, you know, what I would say, like the sort of performative height of the Cold War when it felt... You were almost there. You yeah. were like, well, let's see. It's the threat of the entire idea of yeah. living. That's right. Fabulous Bad Weather, a wonderful song from the Stop Shopping Choir. The Stop Shopping Choir.
Fabulous bad weather. Oh, the Stop Shopping Choir. Now, you just paid for your parking place outside. I on did. The, on your iPhone. I apologize for driving, for owning a car, for driving my car, for parking my car, for having a car. Anything about a car, I apologize for in advance. Yeah, but how much, of the, how much of the outside world it's can you control It's a solar-powered car, from your iPhone? you guys. How much of it can you control? Can you... Could you switch well, your automobile to I wish I could uh, control you better, but I can't. So <laughs> I have to let go of that. You know, I have a terrible cold. I guess that's obvious, probably. Um, oh, I did read about some new cures. There's one called a wind bath. And what you do is you go to the top of like a very tall building. And you stand still and you take your clothes off. If you, I mean, obviously, as close as you can get, no matter the weather. And you let the wind like blow your cold off of you and it, it can be rough I mean the thing is it probably feels worse as it's happening because the wind could be you, you want really big it wind it could freeze to death up there but you could <clears throat> might be clean anyway I'm going to try that later I think I was going to go up to the Empire State Building and go up on the deck and take yeah. a closer uh, there's some Facebook um, oh, cures some, uh, some people have said that you can take zinc that's what they said right <laughs> zinc take some zinc yeah. um, zinc hey uh, guess what listeners a, I've a, heard that before that's a new Thanks. age cure all that's a new age cure all zinc <laughs> this one's real though I'll tell you Amen. the cure Thank for you. a cold is, is, is spelled T-I-M-E time um, another thing from oh. uh, the listeners on the Facebook post yes um, but thank you a question uh, I think this is in reference to an earlier news item that yes. I, I don't think I actually heard yeah. so it comes off very strange to me why are men with flaccid dicks ruining the earth right good question <laughs> I mean sure it is true that a lot a of a, man? <laughs> a lot of the illegal trade uh, in in rare so-called exotic animals um, has to do with erectile dysfunction I mean that's just a reality like these these supernatural cures um, I the mean rhinoceros the jaguar tooth the, 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 the rhino horn the totaub fish of uh, of the Baja Peninsula that's endangering the vaquita of which there are 14 left I mean people get your priority straight and also why do you need that why do you need that jaguar tooth that costs more than cocaine when you can just go get some regular pharmaceuticals that do the trick why do you need these things i mean if you have to do it just get the pharmaceuticals and leave the wildlife alone please well luckily we're so popular in china that uh Many Chinese men are listening to us right now, and they're, they're going to change their. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and as a result, we hope to save the boreal owl. Today's extinct uh, extinctions got talent. talent. Amen. <laughs> the boreal, the boreal owl. The boreal is a, a swath of forest that runs across the northern part of the North American Amen. continent. Uh, the boreal owl is found throughout Alaska and Canada and across northern Eurasia as well. It is found in the lower 48 states. Yes, the boreal also stretches across Siberia and Eurasia. It is found in the lower 48 states only in the mountains of the west and extreme northern Minnesota. And as an occasional winter visitor to the northern states, the female boreal owl is much larger than the male. The species shows the most extreme reversed sexual dimorphism of any American owl. And it is dramatic, the difference in size. That little we male owl crawls all you. over that big one. The boreal owl finds its prey by sound. It can locate mice even through vegetation and under snow. The ear openings on a boreal owl skull are asymmetrical, with one opening high up on the skull and the other much lower. And the different positions of the holes help wow. the owl find exactly where a sound comes from. Help engage height as well as distance. So that's dimensional hearing. 
Uh, wow. When mice numbers are very low, the owls are monogamous. However, when mice numbers go up, wow, not monogamous anymore. Wow, they can live as long as eight years, and as, like so many boreal. animals, they are threatened by habitat loss due to logging and human encroachment. And hear the glorious sound of the boreal owl. Thank you, Killian, for that. The boreal owl. I can hear that ringing through the boreal forests. So many birds in the boreal. The diversity in the boreal forests. Incredible. We were involved in trying to get the Victoria's Secret chain, which is called Brand lim brand Limited. Limited brand, brand, yeah. Limited brands from Columbus, Ohio. They are trying to get them to stop publishing a million of their 2.1 pornographic 2.1 uh, million a day every day 2.1 million every day because they are using uh, they were at the time using virgin forests boreal forests to make their paper that was the international paper company and we we were involved in that campaign for about a year and a half. Yeah, it was a quite successful campaign, and, and, and they agreed to a very small percentage of recycled material, something like 30%, and, and it was so much recycled material that it opened up plants to make the recycled it material. the whole industry. The whole industry changed, and as a result, other companies started using the recycled material because it was suddenly available. So an interesting... Uh, so we made our, our presence felt. The Church of Stop Shopping was at their runway, when they unveiled their new Victoria's Secret outfits at the Armory. And then we went to Columbus for their shareholders convention and, and made some trouble there. Yes, and a remarkable police officer here in New York City told me to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> he said, be quiet, shut up, shut up, shut up. You can't use that bullhorn, shut up, you can't shout. And I was like, why not, what? He goes, the kids, the kids. They're trying to do their homework. <laughs> well, how about for their homework? Why don't they learn the First Amendment? Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free expression thereof or, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for, for redress of grievances. That's right. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. You 45 magical it. words. I want all the children to learn the 45 magical yeah. words and turn to those police as one. And we won't have to have bullhorns. Bullhorns, if all the bullhorns, hordes, we'll have bullhorns. Children, we have this week here in New York a gathering this Thursday night at 5 p.m. at the corner of Varick and Houston, and we're going to be riding our bicycles. That's renewable energy for you. Leg, leg power, pedal power, and we're, we're going we're, we're, uh, to cycle around and around and around the Varick Street detention facility in which are illegally held immigration families, some of them being deported. They're, they're pulled out of their homes, out of their churches, out of their grocery stores, families broken up. Donald Trump's 
terrorist police, and they take these family uh, members to Varick Street and then distribute them to uh, for-profit prisons in New Jersey and upstate, or they fly them to Miami and out of the country. Um, this is illegal, immoral. The first thing it is, I think, is unbelievable. New York really isn't moving against the Immigration Customs Enforcement people the way they must. We call them ICE, and we say that ICE must be abolished. That's right, what abolish ICE. What they're doing ICE. is utterly, utterly unacceptable. In this immigrant city where we have 700,000 estimated undocumented New Yorkers, I'll call them New Yorkers. I'm, ta I'm talking to some of you right now. You are New Yorkers. We look up to you. You are royalty. You are citizens in the real sense. You're here. You're contributing. You're making our neighborhoods. We are your friends. We, we are your neighbors, and we want to protect you. We want to open up our homes to you, whatever it takes to resist Trump's illegal police. Let's work together. If yes. we work together in a new way, we will control the distribution of guns, and we will control the spreading fossil fuel infrastructure, and we will save each other from this Koch brothers, Donald Trump, law enforcement that's coming into our homes. Earthalluya. Earthalluya, Rev. This is what the Earth wants. The Earth wants to save us. Yes. Let's let the Earth do it. Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise be. Earthalluya.